Welcome in to Vern's Post Game Show. Massey not stopping in second and slides into third with a two-run triple. Here's Josh Vernier. All right, good evening. Welcome in. Five for the final score. Royals drop the finale of this 2023 I-70 series. Each team wins two games. Each team loses two games. That doesn't make me happy. Uh, You'd much rather win or lose one or the other. You don't want to kiss your sister when it comes to the I-70 series. But here we are. Phone lines are open for you. 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. The story of the game is without question. The starting pitcher, Cole Reagans. Talked about him at length on the On Deck Show. I don't know if there's anyone more intriguing on this team over the final 43 games of the season, more so than the 25-year-old lefty. Even more so, I don't know if there's anyone as important over these final 44 games. Now, of course, keeping, keeping guys healthy is of the utmost importance. Keeping Bobby and Massey and MJ and the rest of these young bats, keeping them healthy in the right mindset, keeping them focused on winning night in and night out, that's obviously the main objective down the stretch. But what intrigues me most and who I find number one on a list of who I'm watching closely, it's Cole Reagan's. Reagan's tonight, four runs on seven hits, a career-high tying four walks, strikes out five, and, and takes the loss. He goes five innings. I, I thought he pitched fine. Now, again, guys, just like after his last start when he mowed down the Red Sox to the tune of 11 strikeouts over six and two-thirds innings, just as I was tempered in my excitement after his third start as a Royal, I'm going to temper my disappointment after his fourth start. Now, Cole Reagans, to me, is a lot like Michael Massey and Drew Waters. I need these final 44 games. And then you and I, we can reconvene after game 162 and decide, all right, what's our evaluation of Reagans, of Massey, of Melendez, of Isbell, of Waters, so on and so forth. So we could talk about Cole Reagans. Honestly, my takeaway is this was always going to happen. You were always going to have a, a subpar night. It's the big leagues. We thought this guy was just going to continue to get better and better and better. Like his final lines were only going to get better and better and better. No, you're going to take not even that this was a step back, but you're going to have the, the off nights. You're going to have a, a four-walk evening like Cole Reagans did. Honestly, that that's my takeaway from the entire game. 5-4, Royals lose. Hey, you got to go through this, Cole Reagans. You got to go through this. I honestly don't know what else there is to take away from this game number 119. For those of you dreaming out there, it's now official. The Royals will not have a winning record in 2023. Tonight's loss is the 81st of the season. But if they win out, they can finish 500. Uh, yeah, that, that's really it. Okay, I, I'll, I'll give some love to the infield defense. I thought Bobby was sensational. Michael Massey maybe made the best play of the, well, one of his three best plays of the season. 
Salvador Perez, and I was talking about this with some Royals fans earlier today out at Craft and Draft. If you watched the work that Salvador Perez put in before the game today at first base, you're, you're not surprised at all that he so fluidly turned that inning-ending 3-6-3 double play in the sixth inning, helping out James MacArthur finish off that frame. Stellar night from the Royals' infield defense. Uh, uh, a fine night from Cole Reagans, a night that he has to go through if he's going to become that pitcher that we all need him to be. But what really interests me about this show and, and what I want to hear from you guys, if you were one of the 37,000 in attendance tonight, second biggest crowd of the season out here at the K, second only to opening day, how'd Kauffman Stadium hold up? I know there were a lot of Cardinals fans. I, I understand that. And honestly, from the people that I've spoken with that work here at Kauffman Stadium, if we're in our trust tree and I can tell you the truth, they're saying that uh, you Cardinals fans, and honestly, I think this is a good reflection of you, uh, really showed some self-awareness over the past 48 hours. I, I heard you weren't as arrogant as you normally are. You weren't as condescending to the workers at Kauffman Stadium as you normally are. Maybe that's because you, like us, find yourselves in dead freaking last. So that's what I want to know. If you were one of the 37,000 in attendance tonight, how'd Kauffman Stadium hold up? Because there was a moment tonight in the fifth or sixth inning, I don't know if I've ever seen a prettier ballpark. Sun was setting, uh, and the uh, you know, rays of sunshine, the way they were hitting the uh, center field wall, um, rivals out there in right field, just a picturesque night. Packed ballpark. Hall of Famers all over the diamond, right? I mentioned Salvador Perez. Nolan Arenado put on a show at the hot corner. I, I know we're not rooting for him, uh, but go ahead and put that one in your memory bank. You just saw one of the three greatest defensive third basemen of all time put on a show. So that's what I want to know from you. How did Kauffman Stadium hold up? The biggest crowd it's seen in uh, more than four months. And then, of course, if you want to dive into the X's and O's of this 5-4 Cardinals victory, you go right ahead. Now, may maybe you're frustrated by this loss. To me, I'm, I'm having a tough time being upset. Because the only thing I was concerned about when I showed to the ballpark today was, how's Cole Reagan's going to pitch? And, and, and will these young bats get through the game healthy? Certainly appears as if the bats are healthy. Cole Reagan's didn't have the performance that he wanted, but he'll be better because of it. Honestly, we needed to see this. The only way that Cole Reagans is going to be able to answer the questions that you and I have about him is to struggle and then fight back. And it's one of the reasons why, you know, I, I love Brady Singer as a ball player. Because this guy goes through it, doesn't point fingers, doesn't make excuses, just gets back to work, locks it back in, and as we've seen over the past two months, Brady Singer's right back to being that leader of this rotation. So Reagan's needed to do this. We need to see now how he's going to respond. What's he going to do coming up next week at Wrigley against the Chicago Cubs as they continue to fight for their postseason life? Phone lines are open, 913-586-7610. 
That's 913-586-7610. Let's start off out in Lee Summit. Aaron, you're hitting leadoff tonight. Go ahead, buddy. What's near, Vern? I got two things I want to talk about. The atmosphere, horrendous. There's at least eight instances where I was at three feet and five inches from getting in a little scuffle with them Cardinals fans. Let me tell you, they were not any nicer today, and they attacked me at every moment. Okay, they stole my popcorn. They tried to eat my hot dogs, but I gobbled that thing up real quick. Couldn't let them get a hold of that. And now for the X's and O's. Oh, no. Are you listening to yourself, or are we trying to have a conversation here? Bozo thinks he's cutting a WWE commercial. Royals drop the finale of the I-70 series. It ends in a tie, 2-2. The game ends in a Cardinals victory, 5-4, the final score. Quick timeout. We get back to your thoughts and your WWE promos after this. Burns Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. Vern here to remind you, Royals, on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio. And Velasquez swings, and there it goes. Deep into left center field, and gone into the second tier of the Fountains. Brian Lefebvre on the call, last heard here on 610 Sports Radio. A two-run blast from Nelson Velasquez. Uh, came in the third inning, made it 3-2 St. Louis. Final score, Cardinals win 5-4. Second biggest crowd of the season sees Bobby Witt Jr. collect his team-leading 37th multi-hit game of the season. That's top five in the American League. That blast from Velasquez makes him the sixth player in franchise history to hit at least two home runs within his first three games as a Royal. Velasquez, as you know, joined the postgame show last night after he took Adam Wainwright deep. Tonight, he will not join the postgame show, but he still took a Cardinal starter deep, taking Steven Matz uh, very deep, 441 feet, as a matter of fact. Seventh pitch of the at-bat, uh, two-run shots. That's what you get. You, you come into the kitchen... Of Nelson Velasquez, you're going to get burnt. How dare you, Steven Matz, trying to bring that fastball inside to a power hitter like Velasquez? You best learn moving forward. Nonetheless, Royals lose 5-4. to four. The record is now 38-81. and 81. Let's head out to Independence. Fred, you're hitting leadoff for real this time. Let's, let's do a better job than that last guy. Go ahead, Fred. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what that last guy was on. But um, so about Cole Reagans. So, you know, I was scrolling through Twitter last night, and I've seen that he's got a couple comparisons to Danny Duffy. Do you think his ceiling is similar to Danny Duffy's, or, you know, do you think we could get a little bit better? Uh, Well, Danny Duffy, by the time he turned 25, had already done a lot more than Cole Reagans has in his big league career. So uh, he, he better hope he can do what Danny Duffy did. No, I'm not going to. And I don't think you're disrespecting Duffy. Um, uh, yeah, I, I would say the ceiling would probably be uh, 2016 Danny Duffy. Yeah, that 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 would be a, a fine ceiling, sure. That would be pretty cool. Then, um, so that last guy. Yeah, I'm back like baby back ribs. And I just want to say I gobbled up all of them. <laughs> nice, nice. Good stuff. All right. Cole in Manhattan, you're next up on the postgame show. Go ahead. 
Hey, Vern. So, I, again, kind of touching base with the guy just said. I actually thought the atmosphere uh, was amazing tonight. Um, I, it was so cool that you had so many people out there. I think they said 37,000, which is just, I mean, outstanding for an August game. And there was a lot of Royals fans out there. That's the one thing that I noticed. And even if it was closer to 60, 40 Royals, um, the Royals fans were really loud. And I think the, the community of the city is really starting to get behind these guys. And for me personally, I mean, every single game now, there's something new that can happen. And um, so that's exciting, uh, first of all. And, and you mentioned Nelson Velasquez, and that was just kind of what I wanted to bring up. Um, I think it's amazing, the market for relievers. you got a guy in Jose Quas who I think fans were ready to boot out of town, and, and all of a sudden they get a kid in Nelson Velasquez who looks like he, he might have uh, some kind of ceiling. Um, I think with the log jam of the outfielders, I'm just kind of curious your take on that. And maybe if you see Nelson Velasquez taking over for Edward Oliveris' role uh, for 24. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's the move. Appreciate the phone call, Cole. Yeah, Edward Olivares uh, hits arbitration this offseason, and I wouldn't be interested in offering him arbitration. No, I'll take Nelson Velasquez because, I, I mean, do you want to – well, see, I'm not trying to just crush Edward Olivares now, but he's a DH. I don't need a DH. At the beginning of a – well, of course you need a DH, but Edward Olivares isn't my dream DH. He certainly isn't my dream corner outfielder. So, yeah, yeah, to me it's a, it's a natural move. And he's, what, uh, four years younger than Edward Olivares? Yeah, Cole, you got it. Let's go to the text line. Jay Southland Tow Service text line. Gabe from Independence writing in. Vern, our favorite moment, especially since the boys lost, was Alex Gordon on the field. Yeah. Do you guys remember when Gordo retired? And, and by the way, Gabe, it was great seeing you before the game. I was happy to take that picture. I'm sorry that this is what uh, my, my, my face and my head look like, but uh, very nice meeting you. Do you remember when Alex Gordon retired? And he was always, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat pizza now, and I'm gonna have a beer. And looks like he's just been doing curls and push-ups and running marathons and whatnot. I mean, good for him. I, I, maybe this is all coming from a place of, of jealousy, but Gordo looks like he could still play left field 120 times a, a summer. Looks fantastic. All the best to Alex Gordon. When does he get into the Royals Hall of Fame? How? I guess I should probably know that, but that'll be a lot of fun when that happens. Uh, back to the text line, the J Southland Tow Service text line, 913-586-7610. From the 785, Vern, even the last place Cardinals can still almost take over the lower deck. Get better season ticket holders. Are you a season ticket holder? Because if not, shut up. What are you talking about? How many season ticket holders do you think there are? <laughs> Even if every one of them showed up, I, I still think you have 32,000 empty seats. I don't think there are a lot of season ticket holders. Again, the team is 43 games below 500. They haven't finished above 500 in eight years. The Cardinals are one of the most storied franchises in the sport. Are you new around here? 
Right, do we really still get upset that Cardinals fans take over Kauffman Stadium? I thought we were past that. Oh, now, now we all have pride. Text line endlessly bludgeons this team for, uh, fa- you know, uh, legit reasons. Why? 81 losses and we're uh, yet to reach the, the Ides of August. Crush the team endlessly, laugh at the team, and then, oh, Cardinals fans. Oh, how, how dare Royals fans not uh, not stand up to St. Louis and pack this place in blue? Where you been? This place hasn't been packed with blue since opening day, and that only lasted to, like, the sixth inning. What are we talking about? Mike from Blue Springs writes in, Vern, I'm not disappointed at all with Cole Reagans. He just didn't have his sharp command tonight. But I love his stuff. Uh, I love his repertoire that allows him to handle both lefties and righty. And I think, think it's exactly what I was hoping Daniel Lynch was going to turn out to be, but just hasn't yet. And it sure did look like Daniel Lynch was on the cusp of... You know, same thing that it looked like Chris Bubich was on the cusp of. And that was... In my opinion, they were both on the cusp of knowing who they are at the big league level, uh, trusting their stuff, having their confidence override the self-doubt that everybody has. We all have it. Well, there's, there's some wackos that don't. Um, but most of us have that little voice of self-doubt. It, it's my opinion that for a majority of you know, Daniel Lynch's career, maybe even Chris Bubich's career, that little voice of doubt tend to or tended to drown out the ego, the confident voice that we all have in our head. But it looked to me this season that that you know, Bubich and Lynch would take the mound knowing who they were, knowing that they belong in the big leagues, knowing what they needed to do to be successful. Ready to live with the, uh, live with the results. And I guess what I'm describing is just maturation, just growing up in the game, growing up as a man, as a husband, as a, you know, all of those things. So I'm certainly, and I'm not saying you are, Mike, but I'm certainly not writing off Daniel Lynch as a big league arm or Chris Bubich as a big league arm, not at all. But I'm with you, Mike, as far as not being disappointed in Colt Reagans whatsoever. This was bound to happen. Shoot, this. (laughs) I talk about five innings of four-run baseball as if it's just a collapse out there. I mean, honestly, if Cole Reagans is going to have the career that we all hope he has, he's going to have outings a lot worse than this. Tonight needed to happen. I'll be dead honest with you. If Cole Reagans was to cruise throughout the rest of this season, never have a night when he gives up four runs in five innings, let's say he has a 14-start stretch where he just shoves. I'd be nervous going into the offseason because how does this guy handle failure with the Royals? Of course, he he can persevere. The guy's overcome a pair of Tommy John surgeries, so he obviously has the, uh, the metal needed 
to last at the big league level. Certainly has the work ethic. Certainly has the demeanor. If you just watch him out there, the guy plays like he has no pulse. At times, looked like he's annoyed that dudes continue to step in the box against him. Really, you want to go, all right, fine, here, take some of this, 96. But this needed to happen. This is all a part of the process, the journey, the maturation, right? Talking about Lynch and Bubich, you got to – it's a game of failure. You're, you're going to fail. And shoot, again, I, I, I hate to call five innings of four-run baseball a failure, but now we get to see who Cole Reagans really is. When he takes the hill, um, coming up Friday at Wrigley, and then we see him again the following week in Oakland, okay, you know, now if he bounces back and you get back-to-back quality starts, you're thinking, okay, any questions I may have had about the kid's mentality, uh, ability to, to flush the bad, turn the page and get ready for his next start, we're about to get those answers. I'm excited to watch him again. 913-586-7610. Again, that's 913-586-7610. The J Southland Tow Service text line is always there for you. Want to thank our proud sponsor, Rawhide Harley-Davidson. They've been with us all season long. Rawhide Harley-Davidson, the number one volume Harley dealer in Kansas. A few more from the text line. My uh, good buddy John in Mission writes in, Vern, do you think Matt Quatrero should have pinch run Dyrone Blanco? For Freddie Fermin and told Edward Olivares to take a pitch or two to avoid the force out at second base. Uh, well, I I was ready for Dyrone to come in as a pinch runner. Uh, now, keep in mind, you're down by two. So if you pinch run for Freddie Fermin, that means Salvi goes to catcher, which means Duffy probably goes to first base, which means who's your third baseman? You took Samad Taylor out of the game. Am I forgetting somebody? I, I, I don't know who your third baseman would be, right? You're down by two, so you got to score two runs to tie it, three runs to win it. If you tie it and go to extras, do you have someone there to play third base? Am I forgetting someone? Michael Garcia, they're trying to stay away from him tonight, trying to give him a full 48 hours to uh, feel better with whatever's ailing him, the the – upper body discomfort or whatever the heck they're calling it. Uh, Blanco, as you know, John ended up coming in pinch running for MJ Melendez. Melendez, by the way, hitting 283 since the All-Star break. An OPS of 872. Phone lines are open, 913-586-7610. From the 816... Some love for MJ Melendez and Nelson Velasquez. Vern, these home runs, do you think he'll force the Royals' hand to stay on the roster? Well, as I addressed earlier, yeah, I think he is the heir apparent to the roster spot of Edward Olivares. That's how I see it, at least. Rally Mantis writes in, Vern, what a terrible mistake by Salvador Perez to swing at the first pitch in the bottom of the eighth inning with two runners on. Yeah, yeah, a three-pitch relief effort for JoJo Romero in the eighth inning. Two on and one out. Michael Massey rolls over the second pitch that he sees, and then, yeah, yeah, uh, Salvador Perez grounds into a 5-3 inning-ending play to Nolan Arenado. Arenado balled out, though. 
Arenado made a few plays that I'd say 65% of third basemen don't make in the game. Um... But Rally Mantis, I don't know, man. When it comes to second-guessing Salvador Perez, I swear, people, we've been doing that for 12 years now. I think he's earned the, hey, you do what you want to do, man. I trust your baseball acumen. I trust your feel. You think you can get the lefty right out of the gate, Salvi? Go for it. I'm, honestly, Rally Mantis, I'm past that with Salvi. He's earned it. And I explained this to you earlier today on the On Deck Show. Out at Craft and Draft. Rally Mantis was hanging out with me. I was out there early watching Salvi. Um, it was Salvi and Nick Prado working at first base. It was blistering hot, too. It's like 96 degrees out there. I can only imagine what it feels like out there on the diamond before the game. And, and Salvi's out there sweating bullets, trying to finish up. You know, he's getting ground balls hit to him by infield coach Jose Aguasil. And Salvi says, all right, three more, and they got to be perfect. Meaning, he needs to field it perfectly, and he wants his throw to second base to be perfect. So, boom, first one perfect. Boom, second one perfect. Boom, third one. Throw is a little off target. Pulls the coach off the second base bag. Salvi snaps at himself and says, three more. And he executes all three of those ground balls perfectly. The story I told earlier today uh, to the Royals fans that were nice enough to hang out with me out there at Craft and Draft was, it's so funny, and you'll see this if you come out to games early. The early work is normally either guys that are struggling, guys that are rehabbing from injury. Those are always the guys out there, right? Trying to get in extra swings or we're coming back from injury, so we need to you know, go through some drills to see how the quads feeling or the knees feeling or the obliques feeling, whatever it might be. So today it's Nick Prado, who's coming back from injury, and Salvador Perez. It's always injured guys, struggling guys, Salvi and Bobby. Like, it's, it, it's, it's no surprise why the greats are the greats. They work harder than everyone. Or at least they work smarter than everyone. They don't give you that eye wash. If they're working, boy, they are working. I don't know if that uh, does what Salvi was doing justice, but but again, sixth inning. Two on, one out, ground ball right to him. It's the exact thing he was working on before the game, a 3-6-3 inning-ending double play. I promise you, all year, Salvi's always out there. First base, extra work with you know, Paul Hoover, no, Bobby Witt Jr., the exact same thing. Uh, Michael Massey's cut from that cloth as well. It's not by accident. It's not just God-given talent that makes the greats the greats. They want it more. They work harder. It's amazing to watch. It's fun to watch. I'm glad he's in Kansas City. And he being Salvi, he being Bobby Witt Jr., he being Michael Massey. Massey one for four tonight. Let's go to Jim in Olathe. Jim, you're next up on the postgame show. Go ahead. Hey, Vern, I got a way to uh, finish your earlier scenario. Okay. Uh, you know, you were looking for a third baseman once we did all the shifting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicky Lopez, that would have been a good idea. Oh, yeah, that right. We got rid of Nicky Lopez, one of the best players on the team. 
Nicky uh, Lopez is one of the best players on the team? Yes, Nicky Lopez. If you go back and look, Nicky Lopez was always involved in every scoring play we've had. Uh, nobody's gone back and looked at that, obviously. I, it, well, you it, haven't either because that can't be true. Well, yeah, He's involved in every scoring play? I mean, that's that's just not possible. I, I would say 80% of the scoring plays – Nicky Lopez was involved and it did. It's just, his hustle was great. He was a great defender. He was, I'll give you that. He was a great defender. No doubt about that. Yeah. And when he played every day, he, he had a good bat. He had one good year with a good bat. Again, I mean, just way too many of you guys act like the Royals did him dirty. They, they gave him three straight years of opportunities. I disagree. Okay, well, he played 141 games last year, 151 games the year before that, all but four games the year before that, and 103 games the year before that. So what did, what did they do wrong to Nicky Lopez? Well, I, I honestly think if you go back and look, he was involved in okay, most I'm looking, of the scoring I'm, plays. Yeah, I'm looking right now. The Royals have scored this season 470 runs. Uh, Nicky Lopez had what? Uh, 20 runs scored, 13 RBI, so 33 of those oh, not, 470. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying he was the one that scored. Oh. I'm saying if, if it was him bunting somebody over or him just getting a base knock to get somebody around, he was he was very good. I I feel like that was the wrong move getting rid of him. Okay. All right. I got you. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, Nicky Lopez played today, first time he's got a start since the trade. 12 days, finally gets a start. He balled, no doubt. Four hits, five RBI, a two, a three-run home run, sure. Uh, uh, you know what, I, I don't want to do this, because whenever I do this, there's way too many of you that get all emotional. Oh, Vern, why are you being so mean to Nicky Lopez? You guys get all soft when it comes to Nikki. You guys know about OPS Plus? It's one of the best um, ways to judge a hitter. League average is 100. So, like, the average big leaguer has an OPS Plus of 100. If you have a 99 for your OPS Plus, that means you're 1% worse than the average big leaguer. Uh, Nikki Lopez this season was a 70. OPS plus, so 30% worse than the average big leaguer. Last year, uh, OPS plus of 59. It's uh, 41% worse. Uh, 2021, he had a 104, so just about league average. 2020, as a 25-year-old, OPS plus of 51. So he was half as good as an average big leaguer. Man, it just it, it blows my mind sometimes. Absolutely blows my mind. I wish Nikki nothing but the best. Terrific defender. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's just leave it at that. Phone lines are open nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Uh, here we go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Bring it all. All right. Everyone's uh, all frustrated about Nikki Lopez being traded. Funny. I haven't heard anything from you guys about Nikki Lopez in the past two weeks. The guy gets one start and now all of a sudden 
he's the reason why the Braves are 33 games above 500. Uh, all right, yeah. No, that that's um, yeah, that's you know what. Let's just take a quick timeout. Five four, the final score. Cardinals take the finale of the I seventy series. We get back to your thoughts after this. Burns post game show on your home for Royals baseball, six ten sports radio, and the- welcome back to Vern's post game show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, six ten sports radio. Second one, Massey the relay, two, six, four, three, big double play to limit the damage. All right, that's Steve Stewart. Final out of the fifth inning. Final out for Cole Reagans. Yeah, great day for the Royals infield defense. Bobby showing just amazing hands. Quick transfer in the fourth inning gets uh, Kinzer for the final out. Uh, ranging behind that second base bag, a lightning quick transfer and a Mahomesian throw to first in the seventh inning gets Paul Goldschmidt. Michael Massey deep in the second base hole, ranging to his left with his momentum carrying him into shallow right field. He makes a perfect throw to Bobby Witt Jr. at second base, almost turns it into an inning-ending 4-6-3 double play, but still a terrific, terrific play by Michael Massey, who and that, that, that defense and the offense since the All-Star break, again, makes you makes you well I'll speak for myself makes me excited for these final 44 games Cole Reagans Michael Massey Drew Waters Nelson Velasquez to see what they can do the kind of statements that they can make down the stretch that's what I find intriguing Royals lose 5-4 the record is now 43 games below 500 Salvador Perez I, I I praise the great number 13 he worked his tail off and it paid off Big-time double play in the sixth inning. A lot of double plays. Had one that we just heard there in the fifth, another in the first, another in the sixth, uh, near one in the seventh. Um, Man, Duffy played his tail off at third base last night. Michael Garcia's been smooth. Royals looking good defensively on the infield moving forward. And uh, the text line continues to fight about Nicky Lopez. Uh, now, Nick, Nicky, uh, better defender than than everyone not named Bobby Witt Jr., no doubt. And we wish Nicky all the best in Atlanta and wherever he ends up next season. Phone lines are open, 913-586-7610. Bobby Witt Jr. extended his on-base streak to 14 games. He's hitting 424 in that stretch with an OPS near 1,300. Hmm. 913-586-7610 is our phone number. Let's go to Ron in Wichita. Ron, let's yeah, see I'm what here. you got. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like the fact that you own up to the fact that we're not very good. We're 40 games below 500. Now, so what do you do when you're not very good? You make changes. The team has to make some changes. Now, we're trending, I think, in the right direction with these younger players. But, dude, we've got too many 220 hitters. You can't win games with 220 hitters. They just they don't deliver for you. And you got to look 
at the whole scope of things from management on down and quit talking about a new stadium with this kind of a team on the field. Who are you talking to People right aren't going to buy it. Yeah, I, I don't care about the Stu's talking about the stadium. No, you're not. I mean, oh. it's just all the buzz in the in the star and everything, you know. Man. But look, I'm 78 years old. I've been watching them since Charlie O was there. I came up three weeks ago with my son, and I saw a team at that point they'd lost seven or eight in a row that didn't have the want to. You know, you got to shake this thing up. You got to take it by the scruff of the neck and shake it up, and maybe, just maybe, that involves. Now get ready. You're going to all go ballistic, trading Salvador Perez and getting something for him. Yeah, Maybe. no, I, yeah, I agree. Freddie's good. Freddie's yeah, good. I agree. Yeah, we've we've been we've been talking so, about this for months, man. I hope you start listening more often. Yeah, I'm well, with you. Yeah, I need I need to. No, you don't I like, need, I'm just I like what you're doing. Yeah, I no, I like what you're saying. No, yeah, thanks, it's good. All right, thanks. Bye. All right, handshake. Yep. See you later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, shoot. I mean, if you really want to have the discussion, look at it this way. You got 44 games left, right? 44 games left in this season, and then there's only one question that matters. When are we going to compete again? How far away are we? That answer better be next year. How far away are we? Uh, one off season away. I'm not saying that's my answer. But if that's not the answer, if these final 44 games play out and, and, and Cole Reagans and Michael Massey and Drew Waters don't fill me with the type of hope and excitement that I need, if I'm unable to say oh, they can win next season, they can compete in this god-awful division next season, I'm going to be real scared. Why? I'll be real scared at Because if you're going to admit that you're unlikely to compete for a postseason spot in 2024, do you know what that means? That means you're giving yourself only three cracks with Bobby Witt Jr. Right? After this season, you got four years of team control left with the 23-year-old. As it currently stands, you only have four cracks remaining with Bobby Witt Jr. on your roster. For context, for a reference point, when Eric Hosmer and Lorenzo Cain had four years left, they were entering the 2014 season. So if you say no, no, I I don't think this team can compete in 2024, which you right now are not off base, because who the heck's pitching for this team next year? So if you're saying no to next year, that's saying we only got three years to go for it with Bobby on our team? That's scary. The only way that's not scary is if you sign him to a long-term contract this offseason. I was just talking about it, just, you know, guessing. You know, sign him to a 10-year contract this offseason. Give him an opt-out after five. So he can become a free agent in five years. You, you, you eat up one year of his free agency, but he can still get out if, you know, this, this is still a, a rudderless ship. But that's what keeps me up at night. I know, it's a pathetic life that I lead. But that's what keeps me up. Because you had four cracks at it with Hosmer, Moose, Gordo, Kane, Salvi, 
Esky, the whole group. You had four cracks at it. Those were four of the best summers of my life, 14, 15, 16, and 17. That's all you have left with Bobby right now. Unless you sign him to a long-term contract, you only got four cracks at it left. Appreciate the phone call. 913-586-7610 is our phone number, and you're 100% right about too many 220 hitters. Now, what I've been saying for a while is, hey, if if you're going to make us watch this for 162 games and and we're going to call it an evaluation season, well, let's abide by the results. And right now, the Royals are on pace to lose 111 games this season. That's by far the most in franchise history. That's record tells you okay if we're evaluating a team that just turned in the worst season in franchise history I need roster turnover in a big way and nobody is safe but we got 44 games to go I don't need to be worried just yet I don't need to stay up at night thinking about Bobby Witt Jr. becoming a free agent because there are 44 games remaining There are nine or ten more Cole Reagan starts. There are 40 more games to watch Michael Massey. I hope Drew Waters is able uh, to return soon. Take your time, of course, dealing with the death in the family. Condolences to uh, him and his loved ones, of course. That's where he should be, where he needs to be. But whenever he returns, hope that he performs well. Because to me, those are the three. I, I, I know I bring it up too often, but Cole Reagans, Michael Massey, Drew Waters, if they can finish strong, putting them in the mix with Bobby, with Mike Hell, with Vinny, with Brady, it's possible to compete next season. It's possible. I'm not saying it's easy. <laughs> it, it won't be easy. You need a lot to go right down the stretch. You need to spend a lot of money this offseason. J.J. Piccolo's going to have to continue to pull off savvy moves like he has pretty consistently of late. Nelson Velasquez going deep. Got him for Jose Quas. I'm talking about Drew Waters. You got him for a draft pick. And I'm talking about Cole Reagans. You got him for a Roldis Chapman. So it's possible this team can compete. Oh, Freddie Fermin, you mentioned him. Freddie hitting 351 over the last two months. An OPS of 956. Kyle Isbell's got a hit in five straight. He's hitting 280 since the start of July. He's got an OPS north of 750 since the start of July. So I'm happy with what I'm seeing from Kyle Isbell, but, you know, Isbell and Melendez to me, the questions I have about them right now are the same questions I'm going to have at the beginning of spring training next year. Because I know MJ's got a quality bat, and I know Kyle Isbell's got a quality glove. But can you do the other thing at a league average level for 162 games? Kyle Isbell, can you hit right around league average for a full season? Um, MJ, can you deliver power on a consistent basis? For a full 162. That's what I need to see. I didn't see it this year. There's no way I can see it this year. So I wait until next year. But Massey can answer questions. Waters can answer questions. Cole Reagans can answer questions. 913-586-7610. 
Stefan writes in, Vern, newsflash to all the listeners, this isn't about want to or desire. This is about talent. Vern, this show is turning into the silly season. I know. I know it is. So you know what? Let's let everyone know that tomorrow it's going to be Brady Singer. No, not tomorrow. Excuse me. I'm not going to know what day it is for like a week and a half because they got an off day on Sunday. Uh, So just bear with me. I'm going to say the name of the day wrong or the name. uh, Yeah, name of the day. I'm going to say it wrong consistently for the next week and a half. Uh, So I'll talk to you Monday when Brady Singer and Logan Gilbert match up. Uh, Get your tickets for that one. There might not be a better pitching matchup for the rest of the season. It's a 7-10 first pitch. I'll be on the air with the on-deck show beginning at 6 o'clock. Hey, thanks to Nathan Williams, to Blake Schneiders. Appreciate your guys' help back at the studio. Had a great time today. Uh, Great crowd out at Craft and Draft. Hope to see you out there Monday. Hey, enjoy the rest of your Saturday night, Kansas City. Royals lose, sure. The I-70 series ends in a split. Take care. You've been listening to Vern's post-game show. Diving is MJ Melendez. Did he make that catch? He did! Check out the All Things Vern channel on 610sports.com and the Odyssey app to stay up to date with your boys in blue. And a swing and a miss. He struck him out with a fastball. Seventh strikeout for Daniel Lynch. On your home of the Royals, 610 Sports Radio. We now take you back to regularly scheduled programs.